When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Friday, April 28th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. What a night in Kansas City, and for Kansas City. The first round of the NFL draft was conducted at Union Station before an estimated 125,000 fans. Quite a sight. And the Super Bowl champion Chiefs ended the first round by selecting Kansas State edge rusher Felix and Yudike Uzama. Today we're going to hear what Felix, Chiefs General Manager Brett Veach, and Coach Andy Reid had to say about the selection and other matters like whether or not the Chiefs considered moving up or out of the first round. There'll be plenty to say about the draft overall and Kansas City as the host, and we'll get to that next week. Today, let's hear from Felix and Yudike Uzama, Brett Veach, and Andy Reid. This season, uh, I'm going to come out, and plus the scheme for Kansas State is not this game that's ideal for NFL. So I was, and I'm not the type of person to transfer like that. So I told myself if I had a good season, still produce more, um, I'll, I'll, I'll come out. And I also had input from um, Chris Vaughn, Deuce's dad, who's a Cowboys scout. So he was just saying uh, all this stuff about like, if I'm worthy to come out again or come out this this year, or if I would be drafted or anything like that. So I made the decision, asked my family, they told me to, to come out. So I just trusted them. And I trust my heart and I trust in God. Was there anybody else you relied on for, for information in that no. regard? Mm-mm. Just deuce dad. All right, we'll go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Felix, congratulations. So, you know, you come from Lee Summit. You, you go to Kansas State, which obviously is local, and now you're uh, staying with the Chiefs. What about uh, this city um, has, has made it such a home for you, and, and how happy are you that you get to continue that and, and stay in this area? Um, It's it's – Number one love. Um, I remember going to my first Chiefs game uh, back when I was seven years old. Um, from that, just fell in love with this. Um, back in the Matt Castle days, it's funny. Back in the Matt Castle days, back whenever we were like one and twelve, and we beat the Green Bay Packers, and we're all excited because we just beat like the best the Packers at the time. It was it's a dream come true. Um, also, just I remember me and my friends just went up to the training camp just to uh, go watch Kelsey, just Kelsey and the Chiefs literally just uh, play, and it's coming full circle, which is crazy, and it's. Unbelievable that I'm in this position that I'm a Kansas City Chief. So um definitely gonna celebrate with my family and everything else. And I'm thank I'm thankful for the Kansas City Chiefs fan because I was one of the Kansas City Chiefs fans. So I know how diehard we are for the Chiefs. So let's go to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh hey Felix, congratulations, man. Um I mean, what's the most surreal part of this night for you? That the draft was in Kansas City, that the Chiefs selected you, and what was the, what were you hearing ahead of time about where you might go? Did you think the first round was a realistic possibility, or were you prepared um, to? The thing like is, tomorrow? I in my heart, in my heart, I feel like first round possibility. I had other people saying, "Oh, second round, you're a second rounder." People on the media saying, "Second rounder." I saw Kansas Chiefs post me three times, so I'm like, okay, I'm destined to go to the Chiefs. I saw you guys uh, left Frank Clark. Frank Clark was one of my favorite pass rushers. Watching him. And I was just like, listen, if he 
if he left, like I can definitely have input for the team. So I'm a young rusher and I can learn from the people ahead of me. So, I mean, it was just a wild experience, especially KC and the draft, having the draft in KC, me coming out this year. This any this is all I dreamed of. Like, this is literally – I had a dream of this, like, four times in my lifetime. And it's crazy how this – I'm living in the moment. I'm literally stepping foot. Um, tomorrow I'm going to probably wake up and check my phone and make sure that I'm still on the Kansas City Chiefs. Make sure um, – it's honestly surreal. And I'm glad to be a part of the Chiefs. I'm glad to be a part of winning culture. Got to be a part of Andy Reid and everything else. And I thank Beach so much for even having me on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Felix. Congratulations. With talking with Joe Cullen and, and Steve Spagnuolo, just what was your impression of them? And uh, how do you feel like you'll fit, considering that I'm sure you, you watched the team uh, throughout yeah. your life? Um, he, like, his philosophy is very simple. And it's, I love simple. Um He's like, literally, if you can just attack the ball and use your ability, and there's, the, like, obviously certain stunts like that. It's, and then if you can attack the ball, like, he wants you. And he he liked how I um had a great motor because he likes high-motor guys, and he likes everything about, like, my playing style. So when I, whenever he said that, he was like, yeah, once you become a Kansas City Chiefs, and I was like, hold on, Kansas City Chiefs? Like, at first I was, like, a chill, but, I mean, it's, it's surreal now. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Felix, congratulations. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, three years ago when you were going off to K-State, you were what, like 215, 220? You know, yeah. you've put on like 40 pounds since then and, and grown so much. What what led to that transformation? What what was it about? Um, it? Uh, the transformation is I just um, – I had a belief in my heart. Just I was like, listen, I saw Kevin Thibodeau. I saw his story, how he was very small and still like had a lot of offers. I saw – Chase Young, how he had an amazing year that year. So I was just looking at the film and I was like, I want to be them. I like, I was like, how, how, how can anybody stop me from being like them? So that's why I was just like, listen, I'm going to work my butt off quarantine, the whole quarantine. I didn't play any video games, really watch any shows. Only thing I did was just watch their highlights over and over and every day and then work out in my basement and eating a lot so I could work on my body and just, just get anything, tactics and stuff like that. Look at the passwords moves. How do they, um, how they were like good and stuff like that. So that's what I did the whole time. And it just, it's dream come true. And it, all the hard work pays off. And I'm glad I did what I did at quarantine instead of just sitting around, just watching TV. All right, we've got four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Josh Briscoe. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Felix. Uh, Veach just talked for a little bit about how, you know, just being 21, just turning 21 in January. Uh, was you know, made you one of the younger players in the draft. How much more development do you think your game is still going to have? And are there any specific things oh. that you want to work on in this next phase? Yeah, the next phase, I want to work on my upper body. I want to work on my hand placement. I want to work on a lot of things. There's a lot of things I want to work, work on because I'm only 21 years old. So um, it's just a it's just a dream come true. Again, a dream come true. And I'm me me being a younger rusher, there's a lot of things that I can um, get from the older players about like how to prefer, perform the next level, what you need to do, tips and stuff like that. So in a couple of years, I can still be a veteran while being probably 20, 23 or 22 or 24. So, and then have a long career. So um, I'm glad I came early, came out this early being young. I'm glad I took the opportunity and I'm glad I'm, I'm freaking Kansas City Chief. Go next to Jesse Newell. Go ahead, Jesse. 
Hey, Felix, you mentioned the pro day, the local pro day the Chiefs had, and Andy Reid said he liked talking to you there. Can you just share some of the conversations you had and kind of the vibe you um, got from them? It was, just, it was very just – it was just a general conversation. It just me and him were just chatted up. I asked about his shoes. He was laughing. He told me his best experience in college. Like, we were literally just chopping it up like he was – I was just one of – like, we're just friends. Like, we had a good conversation. He asked me about my family. He asked me about everything. I asked him about his family, like – and even kind of little personal stuff, I was just like, hey, what happened with, like, I heard, like, stuff that happened in the previous years about with your family. Like, tell me some more about that. And he, he dived deep in. It was just a general con- genuine conversation, and I um, appreciate that, really. Let's connect to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Felix, I wonder if you could take me through your day. I mean, I know you had an event kind of down near the draft this afternoon, right? I did not mean to do that. Did did you uh did you go see the big crowd before you headed out home? I did. That's funny. Nobody knew who I was. It was funny. I went to go see the big crowd. I have a picture of it actually. Uh, it's it's so real. I had a picture of it, and uh, nobody knew who it was. I was just saying what's up to everybody. Everybody's like, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" So, um, if I go back now, they're probably gonna be like, "Oh, no way!" So, um, yeah, I got the experience. Um, it was very <laughs> it was very genuine, and oh my gosh, I was with Deuce Vaughn, my literally my best friend. So um, we just had a good experience uh, down there. And the last one is Mackenzie Nelson. Go ahead, Mackenzie. Hey, Felix, congratulations. I just wanted to ask you, you obviously got your name called tonight. You've got some of your K-State teammates that could hear their names called tomorrow and throughout the rest of the draft. Did they reach out to you tonight? Were you with them? And and what do you have to say oh, yeah. to them too? I was with Deuce. I was with Deuce Vaughn. And then also um, I was with – also I was with um, – Oh, sorry. This is crazy. Okay. Also, I was with, I was with Deuce, with Deuce Vaughn and then uh, Julius Brents uh, contacted me too and thank, congratulated me and thanked me every day. All right, Felix. Hey, listen, man, we appreciate you taking the time. Go enjoy your night and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says Start a Subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. All right, well, appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, it's uh, one of those good problems to have when you have to wait to the end of the draft to, to make a selection. But uh, needless to say, we're excited to add uh, Felix to this roster. And um, just want to first give a shout-out to uh, the amazing fans that um, filled the streets downtown. What an awesome sight. What an awesome night for Kansas City. Um, you know, all the feedback I got from all the, the NFL members downtown working this game, um, they couldn't be more excited for the turnout tonight. And... Um, Again, quite an exciting night for us, and um, excited to add Felix to this roster. And with that, I'll take your questions. What was the conversation like when you first, you know, called him, and you know, he sees one area of draft coming up on his car ID? Oh no, he was super excited, and um, you know, it's one thing obviously just to get drafted in the NFL, but then um, to have a local kid um, to get that call uh, on draft night while the draft being held in Kansas City. Um, needless to say, he was he was really excited, and. Um, um, you know, obviously the conversation went really well. Right, what jumps out to you as 
as a prospect looking at him over the last few years? Yeah, well, we had a chance to see him, obviously, for playing right down the right right down the road there in Manhattan. But uh, you know, one of the younger guys in the draft too. I think he's just turned 21, and um, you know, he's done nothing but grow and and, and develop. Um, you know, throughout the last couple of years, and you know, we're excited for for Steve and to Joe and for Joe Cole to get it. You know, get their hands on him now and, and continue that growth and trajectory uphill. But again, uh, anytime you can add a premium position, um, one of the youngest players in the draft, and, and have that to work with for a long time is, is something we're excited about. You guys rotate your linemen a lot. Just how confident are you that by day one you get you know that right into that regular? Yeah, no, I feel real good, especially about, um, you know, not just the prospect, but uh, the coaching staff we have. I mean, those guys, um, um, great teachers, great coaches, and, um, you know, we had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with Felix, again, being being so close. So, uh, again, Joe's excited, Steve's excited, and, you know, I think he'll he'll come right in here, and having him next to George now for the next, you know, handful of years is, is something that those guys will, will quickly develop a bond, and that'll be a good um, one-two tandem there for the next few years. When you guys got on the clock, was he the clear-cut top guy left on your board? Was there a group there that you had to choose? No, he was the top guy. And, you know, we did have some calls. Um, and I think maybe Coach mentioned that. Um, you, you know, it, it's a situation, though, when when you have a guy that is, you know, clearly the top guy left, and and, and then, you know, the calls that we had were, uh, you're talking mid-40s, um, it's a long way away, and then you're going to end up just trading those picks to try to get back up and, and get a guy like Felix. So uh, we thought, let's not get cute here. Uh, there's a guy we like, position that we need, and we'll just go ahead and, and, and make the pick, and certainly glad we did. What about the uh, possibility of trading up earlier in the last? How yeah. close were you close at all? And we had, yeah, we had conversations. And, and um, you know, some of the teams um, that we spoke to earlier in the day, I mean, you know, the price was, was pretty steep at, at the time. And then there was a window, uh, I think, you know, minus the, the Bills moving up two spots with the four. Um, there was conversations that we had with teams. But, um, you know, when it was their time to pick, they just – they were staying. They weren't trading. So, um, you know, Jacksonville had that that small move with Buffalo there for, and you know, the teams around they were not interested in trading. Um, and then teams higher than that, there, you know, the asking price was was a lot. And you know, having picks the next couple of days, having a two, uh, three, two fours, um, we still want to deal in volume here. We want to get some good players, and um, you know, we just thought it was you know the best to, to keep those picks and, and and to have Arsenal the next few days. Right. You mentioned some of your you mentioned just the, the premium position. Did you go into this draft saying got to get an edge rusher in the first X amount of rounds or anything? Well, I think, you know, just looking at our roster, I mean, there were check boxes that we, we wanted to address uh, throughout the weekend. And, you know, whether that was defensive end or um, a skill position or offensive line or what have you, uh, we just wanted to, you know, to come away with, with one of those premium positions right off the bat and then work from there and see how the board goes. But, um, again, when we were sitting there at 31, I mean, he was he was the top guy on the board and it made that decision e easy. So did he rise up your board specifically because of your need or because of his position? Well, he he was on our – are you asking if he rose as the draft was going on? No, or just No. Even before the draft was yeah. placed, and was it more based on where you need or just the player himself? Uh, Really, the player himself. Uh, we, you know, we're going to set our board, and our board is going to stay locked in, and then we're just um, going to follow the board. And then when we get to our pick, I mean, it, it. You know, it's pretty easy. I think when you sit that board and, and stay true to it, and we, when you get to your pick, you know, you face that a decision of you know take the highest guy on your board or trade down. And again, then you're looking at a scenario where you're just probably trying to trade back up to get the same player. So um, he was a top guy on the board. He was positioned in need, so it made sense at the time. And um, 
you know, uh, again, certainly excited for, for the next few days and, and, you know, the additional picks we have coming up. Brad, how do you feel now about that group of guys you have on the edge? Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's, it's a good group. we got a good, uh, a lot of young guys now. We, we brought in Charles, and we have some flex with Charles, and now we have George. Um, Felix is in there, and, and certainly with Chris. Um, Turk Wharton's coming back from an injury now, so we're excited to get him back, and, and he looks good. So, uh, again, you can't have enough depth on that defensive line, and um, that's something we're always going to look to add. And, and um so we were excited to add, add Felix tonight and, and get ready um, for tomorrow and, and for Saturday. You mentioned some of the excitement from Joe and, and Spags about getting Felix. What is it about Felix that excites them and even what excites you about having him on this team? Uh, just the motor, the relentless effort. Um, again, a guy that had a, a ton of production at, at Kansas State, and as I mentioned, just turned 21. So, you know, a majority of this production was coming in a, in a big, um, big-time big conference at 19 and 20 years old. So um, I think every year he's been there, you can see the growth and development and, and being so young. Uh, still think there's a, a, a huge window for him to continue to grow and develop. And, um, you know, we're excited that we get him at this stage of his career and being so young, got a lot of years to work with him and, and continue to grow and develop him. Right. Andy, around, right. Uh, Andy you for having discipline tonight. How difficult was it to maintain discipline? Yeah, it's one of those things where you're just trying to calculate and, you know, when, when you're on the clock there and, and, you know, teams are trying to trade up there right at the end, um, just trying to read the board. And I, I think it, you know, it wasn't that hard just because, again, the trade offers were so far down in, in the mid-40s where um, you, you just try to quickly do the math in, in your mind and, and think about, um, you know, the board and how it's likely, likely to play out tomorrow. Um, just... The fact of the matter was it was just a matter of us having to use a lot of those assets to go right back up. And um, sometimes when you get too cute, you just miss out on a good player. So we just wanted to sit there and, and do what made sense, and that was just make the selection. How many guys did you have first-track grades on this year? I think we had, you know, a handful of guys, 16, 18 guys, and, you know, Felix was, was right up there in that list. I mean, you know, these lists are, are different depending on whether or not you count the quarterbacks, right? So, um, you know, we have a little different model that we use just to kind of project where guys are going to go and, and what we're going to do. But, um, you know, I think all these teams, um, by the time you get to the 20s, you know, you're picking on guys, though, that, you know, if they're not first-round value picks, they're, I mean, they're high twos. So, um, you know, these drafts turn into, you know, first-rounders are, are 15, and then even the picks at, you know, 25, 28, um, 30, they're right there. So these values are all the same when you get to pick 31. Yeah, I mean it it like you said, Pete, the the run was there with, with the wideouts there and um we we had uh, gotten out in front of that though and you know, I think we kinda knew where the market was and um you know Obviously, there were a few teams that were up there that were AFC teams, and they weren't interested in, in talking to us and trading with us. And, um, uh, you know, after you get locked out of there of not being able to trade, um, um, you know, then it comes into, well, we'll we will do it, but it's going to be, you know, the asking price is going to be even more than what you would think. So um, just one of those things that you just got to stay disciplined and know that um, the object is to fill out a deep, talented roster. And, you know, you have to work in, with the strength of numbers. And obviously our guys do a great job of identifying talent throughout the, the course of the draft. And so I think that's, you know, the part of just being disciplined there. Um, you know, you could be too aggressive at times, but, you know, when teams want um, – it's a little bit tougher sometimes when you're dealing with teams and you know in certain positions that are in your division or conference or what have you, or teams that you're likely to play that, you know, the asking price may be more. So, um, you know, we were aware of that, and then it was just a matter of you know doing doing what made sense for our team in the long run.
He seems like a pretty durable player given the last two years. I just wonder if that was an element of it too and if the medical situation was yeah. minimal, I guess, compared to maybe other Yeah. Durable, um, healthy, young, and, and again, a guy that plays a premium position, a guy that has continued to grow and develop, and uh, again, had a lot of exposure uh, of seeing him a ton and, and got a chance to, to meet with him on multiple occasions. Um, but certainly that played into it. And again, a ton of production for a guy that really did the bulk of that work at 19, 20 years old in those big-time conferences, going against some really good tackles the last couple of years. I mean, a lot of these guys have gotten drafted early and played early, and they've had success in the NFL. So, um, you know, sky's the limit there. And, you know, um, with our coaching staff, we're excited uh, for him to, to come in here and, and continue this uh, uh, upward trajectory. Last one, Herb. Coach, not Coach Brett, when we first round in the books now, and then you just reset your draft work for day two of the draft, um, what would you say your priorities are going into day two, uh, specific to wide receiver, maybe even offensive tackle? Yeah, I think with, you know, maybe, Herb, you can make a case for other than linebacker. I think, you know, uh, again, I, I've been down this road a few times, and you may go into a season and thinking that you're good at a position, then, you know, a couple of years ago, I think our first Super Bowl run in 19, we lost three defensive ends, like, you know, within a matter of three or four weeks. So um, you got to plan and prepare for a 20-game season, hopefully. And, um, and and I think when you have that mindset, um, you, you know, these guys that line up and, and start week one, they never end up, you know, being the same starting lineup week 17, 18, 19, 20 into the playoffs. So, um, you know, other than positions, I think that we just have numbers and there's just not enough play time to go around. I think, you know, anything's on the table, whether it be offensive line, um, more defensive line, cornerbacks, receivers. Um, and, and that's where I think you just stay true to the board. And when you have a guy that um, when, you know, the value fits where you're picking and, um, you know, other than you can make case for linebacker, I think anything would not be on the table for sure. Brad, last week I believe you mentioned about the wealth of defensive backs in this year's draft. And just listen to that from what you said. Um, obviously, you spent a lot of premium on defense and defensive backs last year. Is that still in your in your thought process? Position of need as, as the race to depth that you talked about. Right well, I think it's an opportunity where it's a it's a one of those you know premium positions and I think you're going to find a lot of guys that are super talented and come in right away and and, and not just make the team but push for playing time so um, anytime you have one of those positions and you have a lot of depth and numbers and I don't, I don't think you you know you discount um, well maybe you need another this or that when you have a guy that you think is like tomorrow if we're picking at 63 and there's a guy that you know we felt is a um, second round talent cornerback and um, you know he's on the board I think you know you'd stay true to the board just like we did tonight. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Felix. Felix. <laughs> and uh, Felix is a heck of a player from Kansas State. Defensive end. Uh, we love his ability to rush the passer and play the run. He does it, does both very well. Um, he's also a Kansas City native here, so we, we appreciate um, that part of it too. But uh, most of all, a good football player. Were you picking right there at 31? Uh, you try to take the best player that's available to you on the board, and and he was that guy. And so we, we feel very comfortable bringing him into our program. Great kid. Had a chance to hang with him here uh, during our local pro day and um, enjoyed enjoyed talking with him and visiting with him there. So that time's yours. What was the conversation like when you placed the call and you know, on his end, they're seeing, you know, whatever head drive coming up across the Colorado. Yeah, so uh, Brett called him uh, initially 
and talked to him. By the time I got to him, there was no, he couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear him. So I was just passing the phone on. But uh, they, they were. He was obviously at a party. There was a party going on there. Yeah. When you grab a guy like that, how much is the spags in your ear about how he fits with what he likes to do on defense? Yeah, no, Spags, listen, Spags and, and, the, and our defensive staff did a great job of sorting all these guys out. Joe Cullen and, um, is re- relentless with, uh, with the value. He evaluates everybody. You just give him somebody, you find somebody that says defensive line on, he's going to evaluate them. Um, that's Joe Cullen I'm talking about. So he, uh, he loved him, Spags loved him, and you know, it was pretty easy, pretty de- easy decision right there. And what do you see as his readiness? Uh, how close is he to being able to get out right away? Yeah, no, I think he, you know, he'll definitely, I think, be able to, you know, bar an injury or something like that, Adam. But I think uh, he'll be able to help us right away. Yeah. In both phases again, pass rush, run down. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I think he, he can give you a good, good amount of snaps in both both places. Andy, how much will this position as a yeah, well, we kind of start there in the offensive line and and uh, check those out and make sure we're in good position in both. And we thought we could use another uh, defensive lineman, either interior <clears throat> or an edge rusher and uh, or an edge player. And so he he fits into fits into that. You know. Yeah, I'd probably tell you yes. I feel that way. Yeah, the, <clears throat> but what you want to do is you want to bring in guys that can play, but also add great competition. That kind of makes everybody better. Uh, in particular, when you're down there low, I thought Brent did a great job of staying disciplined with what the board was showing him. And not going, you know, going somewhere of just absolute need, you know. So, and some of that's because we don't have a lot of those. Fair to say you see him fitting in the, the role Frank Clark used to have in that Leo kind of opposite where George played most last year? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where he's most comfortable, what side he's most comfortable on and go from there. But I think he'll work in, we'll have a nice rotation there, I think, once it's all said and done. <clears throat> what uh, Joe Cullen was able to do with George last year and, and how productive he was down the stretch, just how confident are you that he could maybe do the same with, with Poole Davis? Yeah, I think, you know, I, listen, I, I think you, you get that same uh, same playtime amount uh, from him. You know, again, we'll just see. I mean, that's a long ways away, but uh, that's we felt comfortable enough in the first round to take him and not trade ourselves out of the first round, which we had opportunities to do, but we felt... We want to stay right there and take him. What did he do that stood out that, you know, from the rest of the local talent that you know, outside of that direction? Well, he didn't work out. He stood right next to me. So, <clears throat> yeah, you know, he didn't, he came up just to, to kind of talk to us and and didn't do his workout at that time. And last year, um, George Palopoulos was known for playing a lot of snaps being durable in his college career. Felix seems to have the same sort of makeup. Just how much of that is a benefit to the scouting and obviously getting enough tape to see what he can do for Spags and Joe Cullen? Yeah, I think that's, you know, that, that was big for that, that part of it. Um, 
I know our guys came out feeling very comfortable uh, about the way he plays, and I think I'm answering your question there. But I mean, I, I think the guys they felt uh, comfortable with all the stuff that they saw there. Yeah. He just turned 21 in January. How do you guys kind of see him evolving over the next few years? Yeah, what, what you know about? He's young. Um, so I, listen, I, you're going to see growth in that first year, and probably a little bit less the second year, but you'll still get get some, and that's normal. Uh, Again, I'd like to get hands on him before I start filling all that in. Right, Herbie, are you okay back there? I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, he just stepped right in your way to take the picture. I know. He's okay. Don't get upset. Y'all going, Herb? I'm good. Coach, just looking at the human element, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, drafted some Kansas City, and you just took a Kansas City kid. Just how special is that? Yeah, I think it's neat. Uh, and then, yeah, the draft's right here in Kansas City. I know the people down uh, down at the draft were excited. Uh, we, we had it on the TV, and <clears throat> they were fired up about it. So Kansas State, Kansas City, you know, it's, uh, and then the draft, I think that's a real positive. I was proud of our fans. I mean, they showed up like crazy today down there. That was a neat deal. Andy, you said you had opportunities to try out. I mean, did you seriously consider that? And I just wondered if Mark had any, you know, in that situation to want to announce that yeah, well, I don't think he would have risked that, you know, if we if we felt like we wanted to trade out. So, um, but you get to that point, and you know, people, if you're that pick, you're going to have opportunities to trade out. And some people were calling us, but yeah, you know, we felt very comfortable taking them. That will do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to producer Randy Mason and our staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Today's morning sports edition was 41 pages, full of complete coverage of the draft in Kansas City, the Chiefs, and the NFL. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.